0: Hello family of grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder chapter edition and for those who are new here, we started a new bible series, the book of Exodus and that's how we have been flowing, that's how we have been rolling. And as usual, let's start off with the word of prayer. My love, God, I to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for the gift of guidance. I want to thank you for everything that you have done in our lives. Father, all the small things that we take for granted. We really thank you and we appreciate you for that. Father, forgive us where we have gone wrong in our actions, in our words, in our thoughts, in what you have done and what you have not yet done. Father, may you have mercy on us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit to always come and guide us. Father, put our plans into your hands, all our dreams and everything that we have in life, Jesus Christ, we put them into your hands, that you may bless us, and may you bless them, for all this believing and trusting in your mighty name, and that of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us, amen, so, as I said earlier today, we're looking at Exodus, yeah, Exodus chapter 10, and as usual, let's start off by reading it, and then we shall pick up from there, the plague of the locusts. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened in his heart and the hearts of his officials, so that I may perform these signs of mine among you, that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them, and that you may know I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to the Pharaoh and said to him, This is what the Lord said, the the God of Hebrews says, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground, so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and the Egyptians, something neither your parents nor your ancestors have ever seen from the day they settled in this land till now. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's officials said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the people go so that they may worship the Lord, their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is ruined? Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord, your God, he said, but tell me who will be going. Moses answered, We'll go with our young and our old, with our sons and daughters, and with all our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, The Lord be with you. If I let you go along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. Not, no, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence, And the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over Egypt, so that the locust swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields left by the hill. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land, and all that day, and all that night. By morning the wind had brought the locusts. They had invaded all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a great plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. They covered all the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail, everything growing in the fields and the fruit of the trees. Nothing green remained on tree or plant in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to make this deadly plague go away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh and prayed to God, and the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a single locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord had in Pharaoh's heart, and he could not let the Israelites go. The Plague of Darkness Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the sea, so that the darkness spreads towards Egypt, darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky, and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days, yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go and worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you, only leave your flocks and herd. But Moses said, you must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock too must go with us, not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them in worshipping the Lord our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord but the Lord had in Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to let them go. Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. Wow. So brothers, that is Exodus chapter 10. For those who have been following the story, from when Moses was born, and how Pharaoh had ordered for the killing of all the male Egyptian sons, and how Moses ended up in Pharaoh's palace. And now we are here. The Lord is still continuing to bombard, eh? To bombard the Egyptians. He's continuously fighting for his people because he wants to really see his people out. What message do I learn from today's uh, one? The chapter that I want to share with you. The first thing that really came in my mind was from verse 2 that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them, and that you may know that I am the Lord. The message that I got. When the Lord was telling Moses hmm, that you may tell your children and grandchildren, the first thing that came in my mind is testimonies, testifying. Amen? Testifying. Once the Lord does something, because the Lord is telling them, you know what, I'm going to bring you away from this place so that you may tell your grandchildren, so that you may tell your children. When the Lord picks you out of a certain situation, Go give a testimony, testify. Because sometimes it's those stories, it's through those testimonies. Actually, they're not stories, they're testimonies. There's a very, very big difference between a story and a testimony. Because those testimonies may be someone's stepping stone. There's so many times, so many stories in the Bible motivate us To keep us firm, to keep us strong, to keep us cemented, to keep us rooted in the faith. They show us examples of how the Lord was there for us. For example, this story, at the end of the day, if you read about the story of the Israelites in Egypt and how God delivered them from Egypt, it gives you that feeling of, okay, the Lord is there for me and the Lord will always be there for me. So through those testimonies, you are spreading the word of God one way or another. Believe me. So never let anyone, never allow anyone shut you up. Especially when you're giving a testimony for the Lord. Amen. And the next thing that I learned today was from verse 3. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, this is what the Lord the God of the Hebrews says, How long will you refuse to humble yourselves before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. The phrase that really hit me from that verse was, How long will you not humble me? How long will you refuse to be humble before me? Here God is telling us simply, Humble yourselves before me god god loves a humble heart god loves humility because when you humble yourself before god you can stand before any situation before any human being before anything it all starts with humility be humble for god amen if you continue If you read and then you read, going to verse 16, verse 16. You see, very quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. And now you see, this was after the locusts had been sent, you know. The time when Moses and Aaron came to him and were beginning, he still had that pride. Amen. And that's why God was saying, be humble. Why? Because pride blocks you, blocks your vision, blocks your spiritual vision. There's some things that you cannot see because of your pride. And until you let go of that pride, you will still not see them. Amen. And now Pharaoh could not see what was ahead, he could not predict the future, he could not know, he could not reason out what was going to happen. Because if you remember clearly, already the hail had wiped out most of the food supply of Egypt. And now if, uh, if the Lord were to send the locust, Egypt was going to remain bare. But because of Pharaoh's pride, he cannot see this. And by the time he sees it, it's too late. Very quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against you, against the Lord your God and against you. His eyes are not opened. He has not humbled himself. It's because it's only when we humble ourselves in humility, it's only then that we can see that we can differentiate between what is good and what is bad. How long does it take you to acknowledge your sin? Are you like Pharaoh who had to first wait for the situation to get worse, to remember his sin? And then, you know, the funny thing is, what happens after that? Immediately, Pharaoh acknowledges his sin and all that. Verse 17. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Forgive my sin once more. Because this text shows us that Pharaoh had been sinning and sinning and sinning continuously and sinning, amen? But he always knew that when he asks for forgiveness, he will be forgiven because he knew that the lord of moses the lord of aaron was a mercy for god he forgives us for forgiveness he does not hold a grudge you know some people can they eh? can mean to hate you really for no reason they can hate you forever for no reason but that's not how the lord is because one the bible tells us that He is no man. The Lord is not human. Pharaoh asks for forgiveness. What is stopping you? What is stopping from asking for forgiveness? If, and the funny thing is, if you really read the previous context, Pharaoh didn't even believe, (laughs) he didn't even believe in the God of Moses. But now he's here, all humble, asking for forgiveness. And that's just how funny life is. And when he asks for forgiveness, what happens? Drum roll. Verse 19. And the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt. The Lord forgave him. The Lord listened to his cry. Amen. And that's the Lord that we serve. That when the Pharaoh begged Moses to take away the locust, the Lord listened. And they tell us not even a single locust was left anywhere in Egypt. Not even one. You can imagine. I think we all know how big Egypt is. At least you have tried to, eh, to see the geography of Egypt, but today they tell us that not even one locust remained. And that just shows that when we humble ourselves before God and when he forgives you, he has forgiven you. And he will forgive and wash away all your sins and leave you as white as snow. You leave your linen as white as snow. Amen. And that's the God that we serve. And immediately Pharaoh is forgiven. What happens? Verse 20. But the Lord had in Pharaoh's heart and he wouldn't let the users go. Boom. Bad boy is back to sinning. Bad boy has put pride again. See. Pride, pride, pride. It's his pride that was killing him. Immediately he was forgiven. He puts on the mask of pride and back to square one. And that's what we mostly do. Do something. Get into a problem. Ask God's forgiveness. Assure him how we shall never do it again. Then after he forgives us, we we'll do it again. Why? Why should we be like this? And when we continue, the Lord sends another plague. He sends darkness. And darkness covers the whole of Egypt for three days. Darkness that you could not even see. <laughs> they know this kind of darkness. First leave alone, eh? darkness. But it was so dark that you could feel it. Hmm? You could feel it because verse 21 tells us darkness that can be felt. Have you ever felt darkness? (laughs) But the funny thing is in verse 23, no one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Amen. So as the Egyptians were struggling in darkness, the Israelites were dancing in light. Because the Lord, the Lord can't allow his people to suffer. He can't allow. Mm-mm, he can't. So why don't you register to the, to the A team? The Lord's team is the A team. Why don't you register to the A team? Because I assure you, as long as you are on the Lord's team, you will never suffer in darkness. He will always dance in light. And lastly, if you continue to read verses 28 to 29, we see that Pharaoh gets agitated, he gets irritated with Moses. And Aaron, that he chases them away. He tells them, "I'd never want to see your face again. The next time you see my face, you will die. I will put you below." Eh. He assures Moses, and that's the same way the earth is going to do. That's the same way the world is going to treat you. They easily get tired and irritated from listening to you speak about God but you should not be threatened. You should not be moved because the same God who was with the Israelites is with you. Take some time. Read Exodus chapter 10. Reflect on it. What do you understand? What do you read? What do you get? Really love to hear from you. Email us at dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message. On Instagram or Twitter at Daily Christ with alan The Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. And I always tell you that. Almighty Loving God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for today's message. Almighty Father, we have had a lot. But the one thing that's really wonderful for all of us to pick the Lord Jesus Christ is that we have to be humble. Father, fill us with the spirit of humility. Let us not be taken away by our pride. Father, because when we are covered in pride, we lose our spiritual connection with you. And we value that connection so much. Fill us with humility and may you always be there with us, like how you were there for the Israelites we do in Egypt. We pray this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.